When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What kind of a show are you guys putting on here today? You're not interested in art? No. Now look, we're going to do this thing. We're going to have a conversation. From Chicago, this is Film Spotting. I'm Josh Larson. And I'm Adam Kempinar. It's time to close out our new Argentine cinema marathon. We are on our fifth film, though. We started with Extraordinary Stories, which is four hours long. That's really at least two and a half movies. So we did our work here with this marathon, which is presented to you by Mubi, Cult, Classic, and Independent Films. Everyday movies experts introduce you to a film they love, and you have a whole month to watch it. So there will always be 30 extraordinary films for you to enjoy. Listeners of Film Spotting, of course, you can try Mubi free for a month. Just go to Mubi.com slash Film Spotting. That's M-U-B-I.com slash Film Spotting to redeem now. And I know we've heard from a number of listeners who took advantage of this, jumped Mm -hmm. right in with extraordinary stories, hopefully have stuck around with us through the marathon and here, as I think you and I did, enjoyed the way it ended. This was kind of a fun way to end it. For sure. And some people have done that additional homework where they signed up for the movie trial and they enjoyed some of these movies so much that they did additional entries in the marathon and watch some of the films that make up Mubi's new Argentine cinema series. So we kind of have a bookend here, right? Extraordinary Stories (laughs) was a number of disconnected tales, but you could find thematic relations among them. Mm -hmm. Here, Wild Tales, obviously much quicker, shorter, I would say overall more comic, blackly comic, but definitely this was funny. I chuckled a lot during this film. It's six unrelated stories. And I guess you could say that there's a common theme of revenge here. The opening segment, let's just say there's a number of passengers on a plane. That's it. I'm not going to let you say more. I'm not going to let you say more. (laughs) We can't ruin it. Begin to realize they're connected in certain ways. Don't even say that. That's all right. (laughs) That's all right. Okay. It doesn't spoil anything. No, I suppose. it's all related to Something vengeful. We'll go to the final sequence. Mm -hmm. A wedding reception. Yes. Information comes to light and revenge is pursued. Okay. In a certain way. Mm -hmm. So throughout the tales, here's, here's what's on the surface. You can say these are all about revenge. What really appealed to me about this movie, though, is the formal connections and the way Seafron seems to specialize in a cinema of escalation so that we get these... Situations that begin maybe not everyday or mundane, but are a little heightened 
and it just amps up from there. And everything ratchets up. The editing seems to pick up. The camera work, which is dynamic right from the start, mm-hmm. becomes very frantic. And these characters are put in a situation where it's almost like Murphy's Law to the power of 10. Whatever's going to go wrong, uh, and it's often related to the choices they make, is going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yet I do like the balance it strikes between – it wasn't – mean. No. You know, there's there's a bemusement about Human the situations nature. these people have gotten themselves right. in. Though, every sequence does end in some pretty shocking violence. So it's, it's a weird part, package yeah. here. And at the end, I found it to be, you know, as I said, funny and enjoyable right. for all of the sort of awfulness that we mm-hmm. witness. Yeah. I did as well. And you're right. It couldn't be a better book. And you could swap the titles with Extraordinary Stories. They could yeah. either one be called Wild Tales or Extraordinary Stories. And that movie was, as you noted, one where it was these stories weaved together. This is an anthology. So we've got six separate stories. It reminded me most of Twilight Zone, the movie, which I loved when I was a kid. And it also freaked me out where there are twists, I think, in each one of these. Yes. There's some bit of information is revealed, and I found them all really satisfying. I think I was stopping you there so much on that opening sequence, which does take place on a plane, because I had so much fun with that opening. Josh, yeah. you know the meme on Twitter, or of course, if you've seen the music video, the meme of Michael Jackson eating popcorn when he's in the theater at the beginning of Thriller and he's watching a horror movie and he's just chomping on the popcorn with just the biggest smile on his face. That was literally (laughs) me watching the beginning of this movie because I had made myself a bag of microwave popcorn. (laughs) And I swear to you, as this scene developed and we start with two characters who discover they have a connection and you have no idea where this is going. I mean, none whatsoever. And then you see what Seafron is up to yeah. in this sequence, and you see where it leads. I found myself like Michael Jackson, just chomping on the popcorn, huge smile on my face, and it did not disappoint. Everything about where that one goes, I thought was great. It was as much fun as I've had watching any movie all year, honestly, that beginning. And you're right. Revenge is ostensibly the hook here. Anything you read about this film, any plot description mentions revenge. It strikes me as a little bit odd because in one of them, anyway, there's no revenge angle whatsoever. Which the one that? that's called The Deal, which is about a father and mother and a son. They're very rich yes. and he's involved in an accident. And then they look to strike some agreement that's going to allow their son to avoid being punished for yeah. the, the crime he really did commit. There's absolutely no revenge angle to that one whatsoever. I think that what really does connect these two movies for me, and there are a lot of things, and that escalation, we'll talk about that more. That's undeniably there. For me, what was really fascinating is the way all these movies are about power. Sometimes the first characters we meet in the chapters or the protagonists are already powerful to some degree. The airplane one, for example, we meet the character who is a music critic. Well, it turns out he had some authority over Mm -hmm. another character who factors in in a major way in that scene. There's a loan shark turned mayoral candidate in the second one, the rich businessman in the deal. So you've got some characters, like I said, who are already carrying some weight. And then you have other cases where people are put in a position where they seize power, whether they were after it in the first place or they simply become so angry that they feel compelled to take it. They can't stop themselves from taking it and they exert some force over someone else. And that's where this violence comes in. And you often do have characters who are trying to reclaim 
some kind of personal power. So every one of these scenes, not just the one that is strictly about a negotiation, is a negotiation, whether it's between antagonists or it's between oneself. And we do see that battle play out with some of these characters as well. Yeah, yeah, that's certainly a common thread, too. I think for me, the deal, it is a bit of a standout because it's also, you could argue, the most tragic, maybe, the story that it's dealing with. Yet it's still funny. When that it's father, really funny. I was going to say it's really funny. Yeah, when he turns the tables on these people and and kind of just gets exasperated. Exasperation is also a common thread yeah. with what's going on. That struck me as funny. And I will point to the way that one ends, which is also in an unexpected oh, right. gesture of violence, which no. could be read as a gesture of revenge. No. You know what? You're right. It doesn't come until the very it's, end. And it, and the, and the, it cuts mm-hmm. Almost nope, in the middle right. of it's that there. action. So I take it back. It's not quite as prominent. But yeah, it, that's what's fun about these uh, sorts of anthology films is to detect what what is in common and how they're distinct. I, I guess I'd ask, it, did you have a favorite, like a clear favorite of them? It sounds like maybe the first one. I had a feeling you were going to ask me that. And I even thought about ranking them and then I didn't end up doing it. I really like them all. Yeah. I really did. And I think the deal Which for me was the same with Extraordinary Stories. Okay, yeah, I didn't exactly. necessarily have a, I had a clear one that favorite. was one that was my clear least favorite yeah. by the end of the movie, but the other two I appreciated the same. I'm not sure how I would really rank them if I had to here, but yes, in terms of just pure fun, sheer delight, it was the opening one on the plane, but the deal really stuck with me and I think it's because for me it encapsulated so much of what I think the whole movie is about as I said these kind of personal negotiations and try to navigate your own moral compass I feel like that is something that is common to all these films in this marathon if you go back and you look at really every movie we've watched there's some form of bureaucratic and or personal corruption Mm -hmm. that comes through and we sometimes have these vast canvases that are touching all types of power and people Or we've got just the personal anguish, an intimate story like The Headless Woman, which we talked about on our last show. But as we said, that was a metaphor for this larger national guilt. And like that movie, this is another one that basically says, how do you feel about all of these people? Moment to moment, you're just constantly in flux in terms of where your sympathies Mm -hmm. lie, I think, in these situations. And everyone on some level is guilty of something. There's a form of corruption that we see in just about everyone. And yet you do sometimes find yourself rooting for them because I think we can see ourselves in these situations. That's especially true in the one involving the bomb, the guy who is an explosives engineer, right? He, He detonates these buildings. And that was actually one of my favorite little touches of the film is you talk about escalation. All of these scenes kind of end with a bomb going off in a lot of ways. This one literally opens with a bomb going off and Everyone applauds when it's yeah. done, and he's the guy who gets the applause for it. And he's you think in about control. he's in control. The movie just so perfectly sets up how a guy can orchestrate that. This man can be responsible for. Yes, there are other people on the team, and everyone did their job, but he's responsible for orchestrating this gigantic building being detonated safely Mm -hmm. and it all going well think about the responsibility of that and the weight of that and all the little things that could go wrong but he nails it and yet the irony is he can't get home on time with the birthday cake for his daughter's birthday party he can't make his wife happy and his car is going to get towed and he can't do anything about getting the money back all those things he can control and yet There is enough out there that seems so petty and so trivial in comparison to what he does on a daily basis, and yet it gets the best of him. I think that one might have been my favorite. 
even though it didn't make me laugh out loud the most, but there was something just so relatable. The, oh, the yeah. guy's played by Ricardo Darin, and it's a great performance of just this like simmering rage at being caught up in this unfair bureaucracy that has had real implications for his personal life and just put everything in disarray. And it's this, again, this winding up of how he can't extricate himself from it. He makes certain choices that escalates things. And there's, again, you, you feel sorry for the guy, you sympathize with him, you also recognize he's making some really bad decisions, uh, and you kind of laugh along at mm-hmm. it. Maybe the one that I enjoyed in the way you enjoyed the opening, though, was the wedding reception. Yeah. Just because the heights that kept hitting. That's the thing. And you're, you're like, it's this isn't going to happen now. Oh, it is. This isn't going to happen now. And then maybe what I liked about that, and it's perfect that it's the final one. Because all these others have led up to that bomb, like you talked about. And this one gives us a little denouement afterwards. It does. That's just sweet it in is. a way that none of the other stories right. were. Which even then becomes excessively sweet yes. in its right. own you're, way. You're right. right? Yeah, it Which I like. the top. It does. And yeah, I had the same reaction to that one where it started off a little bit slow. I was watching it thinking, wow, I've enjoyed so many of these and it had followed the deal. So I was really caught up in it. And you talk about the emotions that are on display there. I mentioned how you can find yourself kind of rooting for these characters or your loyalty shifting. And I think it's because we can relate to them on some level. Those baser instincts are inside all of us, of course. And the corruption and the frustrations of bureaucracy do surround all of us on some level. Now, do they surround us on the way we've seen at least in these five films? they seem to surround the people of Argentina. Again, don't want to paint with too broad of a brush here, but it's been a common theme in all Mm -hmm. of these films. And it did make me think whether it's Castro, which dealt with that in an absurd fashion, or Extraordinary Stories, which did it in a fantastic fashion. Headless Woman and La Cienega both did it in their own dreadful fashions. And then this movie does it with extremes. It does it with that violence, as you said, that always escalates. There's just no foundation to anything. It feels like even with that character I said who seems to have his grounding, he can control so much, but really at the end of the day, it's as if there's no solid rule of law and so everything is up for grabs including your own morals and ethical choices. The individual basically in these worlds often have to construct their own moral universes and that's heady stuff. And I'm coming off all that and I'm watching this wedding sequence play out and I'm like, really? So the husband may have cheated on her and she's discovering it at their wedding reception. That's where this is going. Like, how is this the culmination yeah. of these wild tales? And then it becomes the wildest of them all. Right. And and that's what works about it. I thought it was hysterical, like genuinely yeah. hysterical in that it wasn't just funny. But at one point, I caught myself laughing at just the disbelief. That's what it is. Right, that it went yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. And and I think for me that happened with a number of these segments too. But certainly, certainly the wedding reception kept upping the ante yeah. in ways I didn't expect. Are there any other of these sequences that you want to talk about? Any that didn't work as well for you? You know, I think the one with the road rage incident took a while for me to get into because you do predict a lot of that. Yes, and you can. And then there's a certain But there's point. a twist at the end. <laughs> the twist at the end is That's great. wonderful. The twist is great. But there's also a certain point where it, let's just say, literally goes off the edge. And from then on, I think it matches where the other segments are at. I think so. I mean, that one might be my least favorite, and I'm a fan of it. So I think they're all effective here. I think it is a great 
end to the marathon. And the one we're talking about, for people that know, this came up in our show that people are going to hear on Friday. It was mentioned by a listener, but the Kurosawa film, High and Low, there are some real shades of that in the deal sequence. That's a great Kurosawa film where a kid is kidnapped, and I believe it involves the gardener and a whole negotiation that's going on and someone kind of taking the fall for someone else. You said it. The comic element, I think, is what makes that sequence work so well and what really makes all of these sequences work so well, despite how grim they can ultimately be. What's funny there isn't just that at some point the person who seems to have the least amount of power ends up with the most amount of power. Right. And you're shocked that it's true. As you watch it, you go, wow, he really pulled this off. Uh And it's kind of amazing. But at the same time, there's something grossly comic that does make you laugh about a character who you're watching the scene and they get basically their kind of gardener slash driver. I don't know what he is, but he's an all purpose kind of servant. Another almost to one, them. Of, which another is one. another through line in this. Absolutely. Marathon. Yeah. And he gets involved. And I think anybody watching this becomes aware at some point that or is sure at some point that he's being taken advantage of that because he's poor and maybe because he's not as educated as everyone else, he's going to get screwed here. And I don't want to spoil it, but there is a moment where he sort of has an out and you think, okay, great. This, this poor guy is yeah. finally going to be the freed of this. this. The most sympathetic guy. The most sympathetic guy. Absolutely. And, and what does he do? He goes, no, he starts fighting just like everyone else yeah. to be taken advantage of. And there again, you laugh at it and then you go, well, yeah, but from, his point of view, okay, I can kind of see that. I mean, everybody does have their reasons. Those reasons are almost always self-motivated, mm-hmm. and it's about their personal benefit, and I think that's obviously one of the themes of the movie that Seafron is exploring here. So Wild Tales, a great end, as we said, to the marathon, though it's not officially over. We do have to share our marathon awards. We still need a name. We've received some good suggestions on Twitter, but not one that's really clicked just yet so please do send those our way feedback at filmspotting.net and we should have maybe here at the end a brief on-air production meeting we'll do our normal categories right supporting performance yep lead performance we'll do our favorite scene from the marathon we'll do our best picture of the marathon but what's that unique category to this marathon boy that is really hard to say is it going to be something about bureaucracy or corruption or the individual trying to exist in society. I don't know. Yeah, those are those are some of the comic themes. There aren't really any sort of stylistic commonalities across all five films. Uh, not across all five films, which has been one of the things that's been so much fun about right, the marathon. That's been good. There's been the persistent theme. I'm trying to think of extraordinary stories. That's maybe the only one that doesn't deal with this servant class, right? Or am I forgetting? It was so it seems so long ago now. It has so many characters in and it. And it does too. have so many characters, maybe on that farm. I don't maybe. know. We'll have to give there's gotta be something. Some unique award category. If listeners have an idea for that, send it along as well. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. Film Spotting is listener supported. Join the Film Spotting family at filmspottingfamily.com and get access to ad free episodes, monthly bonus shows, our weekly newsletter, and for the first time, all in one place, the entire Film Spotting archive going back to 2005. That's at filmspottingfamily.com.